Hey there, HR consultant. Are you tired of feeling like you're playing hide and seek with potential clients? You're not alone. So many HR consultants fail to do this and they limit their marketing reach because of it. But after today, you won't be one of them. What am I talking about? Well, in today's episode, we're tackling the frustrating challenge of defining your target market. So listen in as we unravel the mysteries of target markets, why they matter, how to define your target market, and the exact steps to turn your expertise into a magnetic force for the clients you deserve. Let's kick frustration to the curb and define a target market so precise they recognize themselves with every offer you make, and they become reminiscent of a meme screaming, shut up and take my money. Let's get to it. This is the Marketing Made Easy for HR Consultants podcast, a show to help independent UK-based HR consultants get a pipeline of perfect fit, high-paying clients without expensive adverts, time-consuming social media activities, or energy-sapping and monotonous networking meetings. I'm your host, Nick Paninsky, author of How to Land Your Dream Client, a book which explains everything you need to know to get every sale and client you ever want. And if that sounds interesting, then make sure to grab your copy from the influential consultant website today. That being said, let's get into today's show. Okay, let's start today's episode by getting some definitions out of the way. What is a target market? Well, a target market is a specific group of potential clients that a business aims to reach. It goes beyond the generic idea of a broad audience, and it involves identifying a well-defined segment with shared characteristics, interests, and needs. So what that means is when it comes to marketing, you're not throwing a big net into the ocean of potential customers. Instead, it's like you're forming an extensive club for your business a carefully chosen group who you've chosen to help. You've identified your community and you're gonna build strong connections with them. And they're gonna see you and they're gonna say, yeah, you might be able to help me. Now, right now, when we're talking about target market, you might be thinking to yourself, well, where does niching fit into this? Well, niching refers to the process of identifying and targeting a specific narrow segment within a broader market. And it's closely related to the concept of a target market as it helps businesses define and refine the target audience. For example, rather than saying that you work with manufacturers, you might niche down and you might say that you work with car part manufacturers in the Merseyside area. Do you see how we've gone from target market to niche target market? Effectively, the target market is more specified when you've niched. Now, for the purposes of today's episodes, I'm going to assume that you're going to focus on a specific niche. You don't have to if you don't want to. You you can keep your target market a bit broader if you want to. Either way, having a target market is essential stuff, as you'll hopefully soon see. Speaking of which, let's talk about why having a target market is important. So, firstly, having a target market allows you to tailor your marketing messages. It allows you to create messages that resonate directly with the needs and preferences of your chosen audience. So using the car part manufacturer as an example, the problems that you'll solve for them versus a fintech company will be different, right? They'll have different types of employees that have different problems. 
rather than engagement, they might be more worried about attendance. And that means that the messages and services you offer will be tailored appropriately. Equally, you'll be able to efficiently allocate your resources. So because you've targeted a specific market, that helps you allocate your resources like time and money. So you'll know where they hang out, whether it be LinkedIn, Instagram, or TikTok. Wherever it is, you'll know where to put your messages so that they get attention from your target. And when your target market see those messages, they're more likely to convert from leads into customers. They'll see your messages and know they're for them rather than a vague offer and message which could be for everyone or anyone. And in today's saturated market, it's important to grab people's attention, right? Equally, by specializing in a niche, that helps you stand out from competitors who have a more generic approach. As an example, who gets paid more, the GP or the brain surgeon? And you can be the same. Rather than a generic HR consultant, you can be the HR consultant for car part manufacturers in the Merseyside area. Now, we've mentioned this briefly, but the offers that you put forward for car part manufacturers will be different for fintech companies. And that means that you can customize your offerings based on the unique requirements of that target audience. So these offerings tie in perhaps with your signature offer, which is something I advocate for all HR consultants to have. Now, when you have a target market, you'll build deeper connections with them. They'll have brand loyalty. They'll know that what you offer is for them. And because of that, they'll love it more. In turn, because you've got a target market, it'll help you with your business focus. It'll allow you to concentrate on what you do best, cater into that identified market segment. So if you are the queen of redundancies and change programs, then you may not want to focus on public services, for example. Effectively, by having a target market, you can get the best service, the best messages, put them in the right place, and when you get contacted, you can charge more because you're in an audience of one. And your target market know you're an expert in solving their problems. Hopefully right now you're thinking, yeah, let's define a target market. How do I do that? Well, hold your horses because there's a few things to consider before you get into that. First of all, you've got to understand your strengths and expertise. So before defining a target market, assess what unique value you bring to the table and how you can leverage that in the market. You might consider yourself an excellent communicator, in which case mediation might be the way forward. Alternatively, perhaps you really like writing and therefore the paperwork aspect of HR could be your, your niche. Finally, you might think that you've got a nose for, for sniffing out the truth. So disciplinaries, grievances, they might be your way forward. You might also want to consider looking at your history. For example, if you've worked in the food services industry, that might be your best niche. You also want to consider the wider industry and market trends. So, for example, right now, AI is huge. So could you become the HR guru for AI companies? Is that something that would appeal to you? That's also worth considering because there's no point going into something that you don't really enjoy. The last thing to consider before deciding on a target market 
will be whether you'll be able to charge the rates that you want to change. Because if you can't, then there's no point choosing that target market. As an example, football teams like Manchester City, they'll, they'll have a bigger budget for paying their staff than the likes of Blackburn Rovers. Equally, focusing on grievances and disciplinaries for senior level employees of banks will be more lucrative than managing absence at your local toilet paper factory. And obviously, money isn't the be-all and end-all, but it has to be a consideration when choosing your target market because whilst job enjoyment is important, it doesn't pay the mortgage or the early retirement fund. So take a second to consider whether or not your target market is able to pay those rates that you want to charge. Now you've considered all of that information, it's time to actually define your target market. So open up a Word document or a Google document and start jotting out some basic points about what your target market client avatar looks like. This doesn't have to be perfect and you can revisit this in due course, but this is your starting point. The first thing you wanna do is identify some demographics. So age, gender, location, what industry they're working, the company size. These demographic factors they're the key building blocks for understanding your target audience because knowing these basic details, it helps you create marketing messages that are spot on and tailored just for them. You want to list out their demographics as a person, but also the demographics of the organization team. This will help you to understand the problems they're facing as a, as a person, but also in their professional life. Next, you want to analyze their psychographics. So their interests, their values, their behaviors, their challenges. These psychographic factors dig into the psychological side of your audience and getting a handle on all these factors, it opens the door to forging a deeper connection and creating marketing that's more personalized. If you know your audience value certain activities, you can lean into that when marketing, talking about the things that interest it interest them. Not in a manipulative kind of way, but helping forge that connection. Next, you want to consider their job roles and their responsibilities. So in B2B situations like a HR consultancy, it's super important to think about the particular job roles and responsibilities of your target audience. This way you can customize your services to meet those professional needs. So this could involve specialized training programs on fintech industry regulations and compliance, or designing recruitment strategies for tech savvy positions, or providing HR solutions that cater specifically to the fast paced and innovative nature of fintech companies. All that information is the skeleton of your target market. But now we're gonna add some meat to the bones. And, and to do that, we're gonna start utilizing market research. So running surveys, chatting with people, checking out industry reports, those are solid ways to get numbers and insights about your target market. And that info, that feedback, it helps you make decisions and come up with your marketing game plan that's actually in line with your target market instead of just what you think your target market is. You also want to analyze your competitor you know, what are your competitors up to with their target markets? Because that gives you a lowdown on the opportunities out there. It helps you figure out how to stand out and spot areas where you can really shine. So if your competitor is smashing it with a certain target audience, then there's nothing wrong with looking at what they're doing and taking inspiration from them. 
you don't have to recreate the wheel. Go ahead and steal with pride. When it comes to defining your target market and your customer avatar, there are a few common mistakes to avoid. The first one being that your target market is too broad or too narrow. So while you don't want to try and target everyone because that waters down your market, focusing too much on a tiny group limits how far you can go. So you don't want to limit yourself to single fathers or five-year-old children who run car park manufacturers in the east end of London and only takeaways. Finding that sweet spot, that's the real deal. The second issue to look out for is when you ignore changes in the market, because obviously markets keep changing and not keeping up with those changes can leave your strategies outdated. So keeping an eye on things and being ready to change is the key to lasting success. For example, working with the technology industry is fine, but you don't want to be the last one standing who supports a defunct technology. Think about in music when we went from cassettes to CDs and now everything is online. If you were still trying to work with CD makers, you'd be out of business if you hadn't noticed that technology trend. Finally, the other issue to look out for is failing to revise and update your target market strategy and your target market avatar. This target market and the avatar, it's not set in stone. So checking in and tweaking it now and then, make sure it stays on track with your business goals and what's happening in the market and with the demographics of your target market avatar. Now you've got all those basic points about your target market and your target market avatar, it's time to add some meat to the bones. So you're gonna take all that information that you've collated and you're gonna write a summary statement about your target market avatar. You're gonna write out who they are in detail and you're gonna make sure to spend time defining those problems that they have and that you help them with. After that, go online and find an image of a person to represent this avatar. This summary statement and image is gonna be the backbone of your marketing and inform your activities in a variety of ways. For example, you're gonna tailor your marketing messages and your content especially for your target market. You're gonna create messages and content that really connects with them. And then that boosts how much they get involved and how many of them take action. So when your target market see your messages, they'll know you're talking to them and they'll pay attention. And that helps you get all that good stuff like engagement, clicks and likes. But it also gives you the important stuff like someone contacting you and saying, I need your help. That summary statement and picture is also gonna help you choose the appropriate channels for when you're marketing. So you're gonna pick the right way to talk to your audience based on where they hang out the most. And you're gonna make sure that your message gets to them loud and clear. So if you know your audience is on LinkedIn, then that's where you can share your content and you can forget about every other social media. Alternatively, if you know that your target market don't use social media, then you know you have to go offline to reach them. That statement and image, that's also gonna help you create personalized offerings and services. So you're gonna tailor what you offer exactly to what your audience needs. And that's gonna make your services seem even more valuable to them. As we discussed earlier, you can create solutions for the problems they're actually facing, and they will pay for those solutions. Whereas they won't be interested in services that they don't need. You can forget about talking about them. 
Finally, I just want to emphasize two things. Firstly, be adapt adaptable and flexible with your target market and your avatar. As the business world keeps changing, it's, it's a good call to tweak your target market plan too. And staying flexible and making sure that your business stays on the ball and keeps up with what's going on in the target market is always a great idea. Secondly, be open to refining that target market and the target market avatar. What you've written mightn't be perfect, and it's certainly not set in stone. So change it when and if you need to. There's no point continuing with something if it doesn't work for you, right? As we wrap up today's episode, let's reflect on the power you now hold by defining your target market as a HR consultant. You've learned that it's not about casting a wide net and trying to sell to anyone and everyone. It's about precision, focus, and getting the right offer in front of the right people. By identifying your target market, you're not only streamlining your marketing efforts, but you're also creating a magnetic force that attracts the clients who truly value your expertise. That target market you've defined and the target market avatar you've created, that will help you create offers and messages that resonate and engage with them. You can use that image and that statement every time you create a message or an offering and say, will they be interested in this? If not, you know you've got work to do. But if so, then you know it's time to get marketing. So take a moment to envision the impacts of defining your target market. More leads, more clients, more sales, and more profits. And if you found value in today's episode, imagine what awaits you in the upcoming discussions. So get to work, keep that momentum going, and I'll see you next time to elevate your HR consultants again. And remember, without marketing, there's no sales. And without sales, there's no business. So get marketing. Catch you next time. Hey there, and thanks for listening to the Marketing Made Easy for HR Consultant podcast. If you've enjoyed the show, then please consider taking a moment to help us grow by sharing the episode with a friend or colleague, or by leaving a positive review on podchaser.com. And make sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss out on any of the upcoming episodes. I've been your host, Nick Peninsky, and if you have any questions or want to know more about today's topic, then reach out to me on LinkedIn. I'd be delighted to hear from you. See you next time. For this week's LinkedIn, what's hot and what's not, we're going to be talking a little bit about promotion. So in terms of what's hot, super signatures are hot. Now, if you don't know what a super signature is, it's basically a signpost of how you help people. And you should have it on the bottom of all your LinkedIn posts, telling people what to expect from you, how to stay in touch, and why they should be interested. As an example, my friend Beth, she's a LinkedIn expert, and she has the following on the bottom of every LinkedIn post. It says, ring my bell under my profile banner so you never miss my posts. I'm Beth, helping people to get clear on their LinkedIn personal profile strategy, develop strategic content plans for LinkedIn company pages, learn how to sell socially, helping people get outside to enjoy the big outdoors. So can you see there, she's got a bit of a mix between personal and professional, and it's very casual, it's very friendly, but it also tells people what to expect from her and why that should be important to them. The next bit that I want to talk about is what's not hot on LinkedIn, and I used to do this all the time. 
and it is excessive self-promotion. So constantly bombarding your LinkedIn connections with self-promotional content or aggressively pushing your services without providing value is, is spammy. And it's going to lead to disengagement from your network because if they think all they, they're talking about is buy from me, buy, get this, then people just aren't interested. And as I say, I should know because I used to do it. So be creative and share aspects of your personality and your brand and limit yourself to promoting your services to once a week or so. And that's it for this week's LinkedIn, what's hot and what's not. Have you got any thoughts? Is there something you love or hate about LinkedIn? Contact me on LinkedIn at Nick Peninsky and share your thoughts with me. I'd love to hear from you. Bye for now.